Yo, yo, yo. What is good? What is good, my people? It's your boy, Big Drizzlax. Sit back, sat back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back on the MI. Return of the Jedi. What is good? What is good, my people? It is your boy, Big Drizzlax, in the house, and I'm fucking feeling extremely good today. So, usually I just put a podcast together, I study it, I kind of like write some pages down, I put a little bit of this, that together. If it's about an album, I might just tear it to pieces that week, listen to it a hundred times, and I kind of have listened to this album about a hundred (laughs) times in the last couple of weeks. I'm talking about the Jesse Ware album, What's Your Pleasure? And um, I know it's not a hip-hop album, and I know that this is a hip-hop show, but I've always kind of been, uh, always uh, like to colour outside of the lines. I really think that this album deserves to be talked about. So every year I have like a hip-hop album of the year, and I've never really put together anything like a pop album or any other genres, because I don't really feel like I know too much about other genres. You know, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of female rappers, but I sure as fuck do love me a good female singer. And this goes way back from Aretha Franklin to Lauryn Hill, when I know Lauryn Hill used to rap as well, but Mary J. Blige and Manifa and Groove Theory. I want to talk about a lot of these R&B groups, but at the same time, I've always been a real big fan of pop music as well. Ever since the early 80s, I remember driving in my auntie's little red car and she had the sunroof open and she used to take me down to the beach and we used to just blast pop music on the radio and sing and dance and goof around and shit. So I think a lot of that stuck with me throughout the years. And, you know, I've got this real love for female singers like Amy Winehouse, more recent type of shit, and um, fuck, who else have I been listening to? Just recently been listening to like Leanne Le Havis and Kalani. I've only been listening to certain things, and I kind of work at one album at a time, so Kalani's been on heavy rotation, the Leanne Le Havis self-titled album's been on heavy rotation, and then this Jessie Ware album's been on heavy rotation. For you guys that might not know, Jessie Ware, she was born on the 15th of October 1984. She's a singer songwriter from England of course she is married she has one child and she just announced that she was pregnant with her second child so that's pretty cool and I know you're probably saying what the fuck has that got to do with their album but it's all gonna tie in trust me so this album I'd really describe as having a lot of different influences and there's a lot of electronic synthy and it's poppy and there's a lot of disco sounds there and soul sounds and a lot of R&B, like early 90s R&B. I'm hearing Groove Theory in this shit. I know that I mentioned that just before. 
It's so funny because when I was looking at the information for this album, just to do this podcast on, there was a lot of stuff that was coming up about the LGBTQ um, communities, you know, the lesbian, gay, and whatever the fuck. And I just want to make a massive, massive statement that, you know, I don't really give a fuck about what people, you know, what adults do behind closed doors. I don't really give a shit about this, that, whatever. And um, it just feels... It, it feels kind of weird when people market albums towards those communities. It's like, this is a, this is an album for gay people. It's like, uh, well, she's not gay. I don't want to say the wrong thing. And I know certain artists are marketed to certain communities and certain communities just adopt certain artists, but... I just think that good music is good music and it's for everybody. So I get that they put the Lady Gaga's and they put Cher and they put Madonna in these categories and these are albums for these kind of people. But I just I just don't understand that. I never have. So for me, the statement is always going to be if it's good music, it's good music. And if it makes you feel good and you like listening to it and it's like good music is supposed to make you feel alive and it's supposed to give your ears something, you know, it's like a treat for your ears. So that's what this album is for me and you know i was watching anthony fantano talk about some of his favorite albums of the year and this came up and when he talks about his favorite albums i'm always scrolling through my phone and i always click through a few of the songs and i'm like uh nah this isn't for me uh this isn't for me so He'll talk about like 10 different albums and usually I'll find one that I like. So that's how I found the Leanne Le Harvest album. He did an episode about a week ago and it kind of caught my ear and it's not on the same level as the Jesse Ware album where it gets you automatically, but I gave the album a chance and then I gave it another chance and I was like, there's something here. And then by the fifth listen, I was just like, fuck me, this is brilliant. So if anybody that cares, it's the Leanne Le Harvest album and it's self-titled. Um, I'm not even sure what genre what does it say it says on my ipad r&b soul kind of r&b soul funky there's a lot of experimentational type of shit happening on that album highly recommended the fucking album's cover big smiles dope shit i just want to say that when i rate albums i'm actually really fucking harsh on shit but i want to go through song by song just tell you what i really think about this album and what i gave it song by song the first track is called spotlight it's one of the dopest tracks on the album there's two tracks on this 12 track album that actually gave a six out of five which is impossible that didn't make it into the final score but hypothetically i was like if i could give these tracks a six out of five i would this wasn't one of those tracks but it's pretty fire it starts off very simple very soft and understated i remember the first time i listened to this i was like holy fuck where's this going and then it starts to build you know the instruments are soft and she's got a sweet voice and the instruments are slowly building and then by the time the beat comes in it's kind of like a less is more and i actually gave this track five out of five it's just beautifully written her singing's amazing it really reminds me of the track Mojo, which is, you know, the lady hear me tonight. I apologize for my singing because I know it's not that great. If you hear this, you'll hear little bits of that in there. This is the first track that I played when I got into this album, you know, from the start. And I was like, holy shit, this sounds amazing. So it leads into the next track, which is What's Your Pleasure? And that track as well, I gave five out of five. It's the title track to the album. It's absolutely amazing. And like I said, if you're going to get into this album, these two tracks are just going to get you from the get-go. You're going to be like, holy shit, what is this? 
So real strong start. First two tracks, you know, out of 12 tracks, five out of five, five out of five so far. Then it kind of drops off a little bit, but it's still a dope track and it doesn't disturb the album. Some albums that you listen to, the weaker tracks really throw the album out of whack. This album start to end is just perfect. Like the way that it's mixed, who produced this shit? It was um, James Ford, produced by James Ford, except for tracks A4, which is Morgan Geist, produced by Joseph Mount. Adam Bainbridge, Benji B. So there are a couple of other producers, but for the most part, it was basically produced by James Ford and seems like he had a lot to do with this album on the production side of things. The track is called Ooh La La. I hear um, New York in the background. I hear like people talking and taxis and it really reminds me of Rick James and the Mary Jane Girls as well. There are just so many 80s vibes in this album, man. Disco and synth. You know, I hear even like Donna Summer and Grace Jones when I listen to this track. If you're a fan of that 80s sound, which seems to really be coming back with like The Weeknd and Dua Leaper, and I think you're going to be a fan of this. This track here, I gave a three and a half out of five. All right, let's move on to track number four. Same here with number four. This is kind of like a bit of a dip for me. I gave it three and a half out of five as well. I don't really have a lot to say about this track. It's not really my favorite track on the album, but it doesn't disrupt the flow of the album. So the track is called Soul Control. It's just not one of the stronger tracks on here, but it's interesting how they kind of start with, you know, a five out of five, a five out of five. Then they go to two tracks which aren't as strong, and then they go back to a track which is absolute fire and is just as strong as track number one and two which is save a kiss this track here is absolutely brilliant another five out of five one of my favorites on this album her voice is just absolutely amazing on this and i think it's one of the better tracks i kind of feel like if they just chopped out a couple of tracks on here and just made it a 10 track album this could have seriously been a fucking 10 out of 10 album track number six this track sounds a lot different to the first four tracks her voice is just brilliant breathtaking we'll see by the end of the first side of the vinyl i'm so in love with this chick so yeah it kind of just feels like the beat kind of drops a little bit in this it's just not as intense as the first few tracks of the album the mixing is absolutely fantastic on here and i don't know if they did this to bring the record back down a little bit because it's on vinyl it's like the last track on the first side they brought the track just a little bit down and fuck man this is one of the best tracks on the album and there are two tracks that I wish that I could give a 6 out of 5 and this is one of those. I didn't do it with the final score like I said but Adore You is one of the two tracks that are just brilliant on this album. Then we flip the vinyl over to the B side. The first track on the B side is In Your Eyes. This is track 7 if you're just listening to it normally. Another 5 out of 5 track. It's insane. Like it's really thought out well. It's a start to the new side of the record and it's just a really mellow track and it just works fucking perfectly to bring you back into this side of the record if you ever liked everything but the girl the french duo from the late 90s early 2000s i think that's when they were at their peak you're definitely gonna love this track right here in my notes i wrote down this track reminds me of the night winding down getting booted out of a club walking home as the sun rises <laughs> that's fucking poetic coming from the drizzlacks all right we're going into the next track next track's not as strong as all the other ones i feel like i've been giving them all five out of five track number eight or b 
on the record. This track really reminds me of Rick James and the Mary Jane Girls. I know I've said that before. It's very 80s. The part at the end when the band is jamming sounds like the 80s, but without that corny 80s shit. Kind of like a dope soundtrack to a happy movie. And the track is a four out of five. It's not one of the stronger ones, but it's not a three and a half out of five either. So a little bit stronger than the shittier ones, but not as good as the five out of fivers. The next track is Read My Lips, which is also a four out of five. It's got Mary Jane Girls written all over it. Just really love the synth shit going on in this track. I'm hearing Groove Theory again, and if you've never heard of Groove Theory, they only released one album. It's a 90s R&B group, and you should definitely listen to that album because it is absolute fucking fire start to end. I was obsessed with Groove Theory, and I had a lot of girlfriends back in the days. It was definitely on heavy rotation, and kind of feel like it was a little bit of an R&B soundtrack to the 90s. It's an absolute banger. Then we go into track number 10, which is Mirage, Don't Stop. Another 5 out of 5, because it's just like the instrumental is just a real like happy and good time instrumental with a haunting voice, man. It just sounds absolute fire. It's got 80s and 90s vibes written all over it. <laughs> In my notes, I wrote down that this track is like a really bad hangover, but you're happy as fuck because you're still thinking about the night that you just had. So you're like in pain and shit, but you're still smiling because you just had the night of your life. Another bit of poetry there from Big Drizlax. The track really reminds me of just the nightclub and you can hear people in the background. And it just feels like when you walk out of a club and your ears are still ringing and you can hear people talking and the hand claps and shit like very 80s disco fucking cocaine studio 54 type shit i don't know if you guys have seen scarface if you haven't i don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life but there's that song dance dance to the yeah yo no no dance night to the yeah yo it's kind of like that kind of cocaine infused 80s feeling vibe and shit track number 11 another five out of five one of my favorite tracks on the album this is the second track that i would have given a six out of five if i could it didn't affect the final score so i just kept it at a five out of five very laid back and eerie voice and just amazing strings on this motherfucker very adult sounding like amazing climax at the end it's just fucking brilliant such a beautiful beautiful track yeah that's the second one i would have given a six out of five to if i could have yeah track 11 was called the kill so the last track on the album is track number 12 remember where you are another five out of five man she just goes out in style the track just starts off kind of like a noir you know black and white movie and shit it reminds me of new york and very soul sounding she just ends this album like an absolute fucking champ the whole track the heart of the city is on fire it's like this collective like singing and it builds and shit man it's such an amazing amazing way to bring it home and the craziest thing about this album is when it finishes i'm just like i want more and i know i was just saying before there are a couple of weaker tracks that if you took them out and had a 10 track album it would have been like a 10 out of 10 album almost but at the same time you know that an album is brilliant when it finishes on the last 10 seconds and it's about to end and you're just like oh fuck i want a little bit more of this album so yeah that's me going through tracks 1 to 12 i kind of feel like it's not really my strong suit just you know going through tracks like 
like that. I'm not really good at describing an album track by track, but it's something that I'm trying to work on and shit. I guess in the edit, I'm going to try and make this feel as pretty as I possibly can. And if I've missed anything out, I'll chuck it in. It's funny as because I was just looking at a wiki page and it says Jessica Ware, born 15th of October, is an English singer, songwriter and podcaster. Her debut studio album, Devotion 2012, peaked at number five on the UK album charts. Um, I haven't really listened to any of her other albums, but I guess, yeah, Devotion is her first album. And then what was her second one? Tough Love 2014. So Tough Love 2014 reached number nine in the UK in October 2017, where released their third studio album, Glass House, where and her mother present a food podcast called Table Manners. Her fourth album, What's Your Pleasure, was released in June 2020 to Chris critical acclaim and reach number three in the United Kingdom. I'm not really surprised because this album is absolute fucking fire. So a podcast sounds interesting. They actually call people podcasters these days. People will be like, what do you do for a living? I'm a podcaster. And uh, then they're going to start talking about Seth Rogen. That's usually the first thing that people bring up when you tell people you do podcasts and shit. They're just like, oh, you listen to Seth Rogen? I'm like, uh, yeah, I do kind of, but not really. I listen to a lot of tech podcasts and a lot of music podcasts. I don't know, Seth Rogen's just a little bit all over the shop for me. Congratulations as well for making all that cheddar with Spotify. That shit is absolutely inspiring. If I could ever get to 1% of what he's achieved, I'd be a very, very happy man. But uh, yo, I am definitely getting sidetracked a little bit, but it didn't hit me until now. I guess I'm really in love with a lot of these female singers. And I just noticed that Dua Lipa's English, Amy Winehouse is English, Jessie Ware is English, and Beth Gibbons from Portishead is English. Plus there's a few other, I guess, singers from Massive Attack and the female singers that I'm really, you know, liking outside of R&B and I guess they have to be English or whatever. But yeah, I don't really know what else to say, guys. I know this is a hip-hop show, but I would really encourage everybody to listen to as many different genres as you can. There is amazing fucking music outside of hip-hop and R&B. There is a lot of old-school rock, which is dope, Led Zeppelin. and There is so much dope shit out there that has been pressed and made. And if you're into vinyl, and the best advice that I can give to anybody is just don't be immersed just with one genre. When I was younger, my dad always used to preach to me and be like, you need to get into different genres of music, like give different things a chance. I'll be honest with you guys, I just listened to mostly hip-hop and R&B. I didn't really listen to anything else. As you get a little bit older and your tastes kind of change and you just start to really feel different things and you start looking at different music and genres and whatever, there is a lot of beauty in this world and I kind of feel like you can concentrate on the bullshit or you could really just get into the beautiful parts of what this world has to offer and this Jesse Ware album is exactly what's beautiful about this world even though we're going through a lot of these crazy times at the moment we need to remind ourselves that there are beautiful things in this world and there is a lot of positivity and love and we really need to concentrate on all that shit a little bit more so I know it's a hip-hop show and I hope you guys don't mind but um I had to talk about this album it is absolutely brilliant I'm just looking at the 
the front of the LP and, you know, it's crazy because she's like 35 years old. She's not like a teeny bopper type of singer, like an influencer or whatever. I don't, I don't really know much about her, but you can really tell that she's heavily influenced by the 80s and disco and electronic music. And this album here is an absolute fucking masterpiece. So outside of my hip hop, you know, best hip hop album of the year, this is definitely going to be an album that's in my best albums category for 2020 even though it's been a dismal year there still is a lot of good music coming out which is dope to see so yeah highly recommended the albums what's your pleasure by jesse where 12 tracks the score at the end just ended up being 55 out of 60 which is around 88 percent i've always been extremely hard on albums and never in my life has an album gotten 8.8 out of 10 so it tells you how much i love this album it's just a happy fucking album there's a lot of bullshit like i said going on in the world and i just feel like this album will make you smile it'll make you groove i love cooking and putting dope music on more up tempo music on i hope you guys like this one as much as i do anyway i'm gonna leave on that note i've been yammering for a little bit too long hopefully the edit doesn't kill me because i fucked up a lot in this podcast but i started off strong and then yeah going track by track definitely threw me off but i'll definitely make it sound pretty after the edit and it'll be dope for you guys really really hope that you enjoyed this podcast i know that it's not a hip-hop album but um give it a go you might like it i've been your host with the most mr drizzlax Till the next time, guys. Peace. I really like tacos, eh?